0: We're heading back to sunny California this April with New West Travel. You can fly to L.A., watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. This New West Travel hockey package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott L.A., along with lower bowl game tickets Uh, for both games. uh, We'll have a welcome reception with yours truly with special guests. I know we had our group from Vegas uh, just return Picked a bad time to to have a, an adverse uh, reaction to some gout medication, which just tells you I need to lose some weight. But anyhow, back to the California hockey package. You can reach out to New West Travel at NewWestTravel.com. It's going to be a kicker. It'll also be after the trade deadline, which means you never know who will end up uh, – Make an appearance uh, as uh, we'll have a. I know for the Vegas game it was the second of a back-to-back on a game night. A little bit different if we've got an extra day to work with, which we do when we go to Los Angeles. All right, we're gonna head off to the River RiverCreek Resort and Casino hotline and welcome to the show, Seattle Kraken color analyst J.T. Brown. He is our Oilers now headliner for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. JT, it's Bob. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. It was good seeing you in the stands today and uh, regaling you with useless stats that I'm often accused of bringing. <laughs> so uh, it, was, uh, no,
1: it was perfect.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. Hey, what's, first of all, what's this experience been like for you coming to the Kraken organization, being part of their inaugural broadcast through the first uh, year and a half or so? What's it been like?
1: Uh, it's it's been awesome, uh, you know. Retiring from hockey, you never really know uh, what to expect, and uh, you know I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity and you know to be able to work alongside John in the first year and uh, this year with John and Edzo, uh, it's been it's been fantastic. You know, getting to learn and to to grow, and especially in this world in the broadcasting side, uh, you know, I can't think of two better people to work with. So it's been fun, and you know, also it's been fun watching the the team grow as well.
0: Uh, did, now, tell us the truth. Was it this a bit of a tough weekend for you? You got all this great success going on with the Kraken, uh, but your father, Ted Brown, played uh, in the National Football League for the Vikings. The Vikings were more kind of Manitoba's team than maybe Alberta's team, uh, but the Giants got to them. Just uh, a thought on uh, uh, whether or not you still are a Vikings fan. Uh, uh, a fan. And I know for a fact that your dad played a, uh, a vital part in you becoming a pro
1: athlete. Uh, you ha- you just had to bring that up, didn't you? I am still, yes, a Vikings fan. It was a, a tough game uh, to watch, but, uh, you know, end of the day, that's what happens in the playoffs. Things happen. I'm used to that as a Vikings fan. Uh, so I guess part of me was prepared for for the loss i was hoping it wouldn't be in the first uh, first round but uh you know i'll survive and we'll be wearing the purple and gold uh, next year as well
0: yeah it's interesting and daniel jones underrated he really is i mean he he's, he i didn't realize he could move that well for a big man he he's certainly they, they had a good uh, play calling scheme i think you might see the giants lose their oc here all right well t- speaking of offense in your wildest dreams, could you have envisioned that you're sitting here 43 games in a season with the third best offense in the National Hockey League? Did you see that coming in the offseason? Or did you maybe think it might be a possibility with some of the additions that the Kraken made?
1: Um, you know, I don't necessarily say I would, would have picked third. I thought their offense would definitely have been better. I thought... Uh... You know, Ron Francis did a really good job in the off season picking up some uh, players that could score. But you also never know exactly how they're going to gel into the system, how quickly you know are they going to take to their new line mates. Um, But when you look at this team, you know they definitely had uh, a lot more firepower this year than they did last year, and things went together quite quickly. Uh, You know, when you look at the line combinations and how much uh, you know depth scoring they've been able to get through. You know, not only just their first two lines, but uh, you know lines three and four as well.
0: You played with some real good players in Tampa, obviously, like Stamkos and Kucherov. uh, I mean, there was the emergence of that entire line, right, with uh, Pallad and Tyler Johnson. Uh, There's something to be said for scoring depth. Bjorkstrand comes in, Burakovsky signs the deal. uh, But Matty Benares, you guys saw him late last season. He's a younger guy, second overall pick in the uh, draft, the the first first rounder for Seattle. Just a quick rip on uh, on what you see in veneers on a nightly basis
1: i mean he's he's been great uh, obviously he like said we saw him quickly um you know for the first what are we now going into the forty, what fourth the fourth game of the season yeah. you know he's been he's been just what we saw in that little snippet of last year Um, you know, for me, I, we all know about his offense and his skill and he has the puck. He does a very good job protecting it and kind of getting guys off of his hip, you know, to make plays and move. But I really like what he does defensively and how big of a 200 foot player he is You know, currently has 36 points on, on the year, which I believe is tied for first on with Seattle, but his defensive ability is really good. You know, he's out there taking, uh, you know, late draws in a game. You know, the full back checks, 200 feet all the way down below the goal line, breaking up the plays, starting the plays. Uh, You know, you just see the smarts within his game, you know, that he is going to continue to be a really good 200-foot player. You know, because even when the points weren't there, you never saw him cheating to go try to get an extra breakaway or try to get one more look. You know, he played sound defense, which led, you know, to him getting those offensive looks instead of trying to go the other way. So, again, he's a great offensive player, but uh, I think his, his defense is, is right up to par as well.
0: We're joined by Seattle Kraken's analyst, J.T. Brown, Bob Stauffer. Uh, joining you in Oilers now here at Rogers Place, the Oilers and the Seattle Kraken. They've had two very different games this year. Uh, the Oilers shot the lights out early in a 7-2 win in Seattle, and the Kraken have been shooting the lights out all season. 11.14% at 5 on 5. 117 5 on 5 goals leads the NHL. There hasn't been a team over 10.42% in the last seven seasons finished the year. Uh, shooting percentage is up. Do you think this is sustainable or is it a statistical anomaly? What do you think, JT? You
1: know, I, I don't think it's, it's going to be sustainable. I do think that they do a good job of, you know, creating their opportunities. I think it is so high because. When Seattle is playing really well, they're getting those shots in in high danger areas, uh, whether you you know using the forecheck, creating turnovers. Um, but you know that's a that's an extremely high uh, shot percentage. So I don't know. I think like we kind of talked about it today, and you said they. And I think they may still lead when it comes down to it. But you know to stay at eleven percent or to try to get even higher than that. To, I don't know if that's gonna be sustainable, but I do like the way that Seattle is creating their offense. That you know, is their bread and butter. And if they can continue to do that, you know obviously goaltenders are gonna make sage. You're gonna run into games, like the weird one uh, in Chicago where you you score six goals, and I believe it was seven shots, so. That definitely will help, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I like to look more at how consistently they're making those chances, and you know, that all starts with their forecheck and uh, getting in and moving their legs.
0: You played almost 400 games in the NHL, spent time in the minors. You ever seen a game like that where a team scores six goals on seven shots?
1: No, no, that was that was the first for me, I believe. Uh, I don't think I've even, you know, called, watched, or seen a game that, or been a part of a game that had that many goals, uh, you know, that quickly and all in a first period. When I mean, we kind of talked too about the the plus minus when you looked at Larson plus seven in the game, but <laughs> him and Dunn were both plus six in the first period. You know, that was just something that uh, I don't think you see very often, and you know, for for them it was very good. But I think at the same time, you you, you know, I kind of like calling those close games where you know it's a little back and forth action.
0: I got to ask you this, JT like it's and I'm in year 15 of doing the color for the orders on on radio and look there's been some tough miles like the orders were bad uh, certainly the 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 back half of the 9-10 season was ugly um, in fairness they you know Hall came aboard in 2010 and so did Jordan Eberley and you could see that they were probably going to get to a better place and then they got derailed a bit during the 13-14 season but my theory has always been it's never as bad as people think it is, and it's never as good as people think it is. You know, it's it's somewhere more in the middle. Last year, you couldn't buy a save. Uh, this year, you're you know you're scoring a ton, third highest scoring team in the league, and you just did something that hasn't been done in professional sport: winning all seven games on a seven-game road trip yeah. Yeah. between the NHL and. It. You you, you kind of just think. Who would have thunk
1: this a year ago, or is that just the way it works sometimes? You know, I, th- I think it's, it's how it works sometimes. If you, if you say you thought exactly that was going to happen, I'd call you a liar. Um, I think you still you believe in the process, right? I think that, you know, Seattle came into the draft with a process. Um, you know, obviously, I think they could have they been a little bit better last year. You know, whether, you know, finding a way to lose a game instead of winning a game. You know, this year they're doing the opposite. I think it's all, you know, part of the growing pains. But then you go and pick up the players you do. You knew that they were going to be a better team. Everything is kind of just gelling right now. And you look at what they did on the road trip. I think that's just the, the ups and downs of the sport. Thing you got to try to find that uh, that level head. And you know, obviously, you said you're not a, as good as you think you are. But at the same time, you still have to have that confidence, right? Like they've gone in and beat some pretty good teams. You look at what Boston hadn't lost at home. You know, at the top of the NHL, you were able to go shut them out in their building. So. They got to have that confidence, uh, you know, that they can go in and beat every team. But at the same time, you know, you have to respect every team in the league too. Anybody can win on any given night, and yes, they were able to create some history. Although I don't know, there's that many, uh, you know, seven game road trips anymore. But uh, yep. it's definitely not easy to do. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not even playing, and I was tired on some of those uh, the road trip. I'm like. <laughs> So to be able to see them, you know, put those type of efforts, seven, you know, road games in a row, uh, you know, it was pretty cool and fun to watch. Uh,
0: JT Brown joining us. The Kraken are 16-4-2 on the road this season. That's pretty good. Now, because of the position they're in, plus 25 in goal differential, 26-13-4 and four overall, they have the best points percentage in the Pacific Division, firmly in a playoff spot right now. Does it change the process for Ron Francis. Do you see this team, maybe people didn't think of the start year, oh, they'll be outing to improve the team. They got a deep team up front. Could you see Seattle being aggressive to upgrade the hockey club?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's always a possibility. I think, the, you know, where this team's headed and how they've been doing, uh, it definitely creates a, an option that you maybe did not think was going to happen, you know, this year. Maybe you're thinking it was going to be, you know, year three, you're looking year four. Um, but, you know, going on that nice run, you know, early and then another run on that last road trip, you know, has put them in a very good position. I think, you know, when you look at what they've been able to do, the players they were able to add in the off season, you know, if you can create a little more room, I think it all just kind of if it stays on this trend, I think it's a very good possibility. But at the end of the day, you know, maybe you think, hey, we have what it takes right now. We have a lot of great players. They're playing well together. We we like the way the team is gelled, you know, how lines. because I talked about that just a minute ago. You never know when you're bringing that new player, how it's going to work or if it's going to fit right away. So there's always that option, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they're still sitting in that spot, if they don't, or if they do decide to make a decision to to kind of bolster the team, because, you know, the way they're playing right now, it's been really fun to watch and have shown that they can beat some really good teams in this league
0: i'm going to date myself because this occurred before you were born but in december of 1989 i flew in with the alberta golden bears to broadcast games into the university of minnesota duluth Uh, i just turned 23 at the time you ended up uh, playing there uh, and that program is it fair to say that they punch above their weight class i mean no disrespect to scott Sandelin, but they're not the Michigans and the Wisconsin when, it, or, or, it, or do they recruit better, higher-end players than maybe the average fan thinks? Because we think of those powerhouse NCAA programs, you know, Denver, the two in Boston, uh, you know, Michigan, Minnesota. What has made Minnesota Duluth such a competitive team that ended up putting in a couple back-to-back championships uh, three or four years ago?
1: Well, I mean, if you, if you look at it from a standpoint of, uh, you know, the Michigans and the, the top-round uh, draft picks, yes, Minnesota is still able to recruit some draft picks as well, but it's not the same level as that. So you say the powerhouse, yes. You know, I, I just think, uh, you know, obviously I think the world of Sandlin was able to to play for him and, you know, how he he gets the right players and the way they play, you know, they play a tough physical style of game, but, you know, see not see him, but uh, Duluth does do a very good uh, job, you know, in the recruiting. I think, you know, winning over the past, obviously I think they're, they're having a little bit of a, a down year this year, but you know, when you're able to make it to the finals, make win a couple of national championships in a row, it definitely helps. They have a great, uh, building up there with, you know, state of the art facility. Obviously, it's not uh, size wise, you know, NHL level, but uh, when you look at, you know, a college size on a, on a smaller scale of a rink, you know, facilities wise, uh, they do a very good job with their recruiting. And it's Minnesota, right? So yeah, everybody wants to go. They can get the Minnesota guys. And, you know, even when I played, we had a couple of guys uh, come down from Canada as well to to play. Oh, yeah. So and. You know they do a good job of you know not only just getting some U.S. players but some Canadian ones as well. Yeah, my buddy,
0: uh, my former center from the Southside Athletic Club in Edmonton, Guy Gadelsky, is the head coach at Penn State. I used to joke with them because uh, uh, he ended up coaching uh, one of the Ivy League schools for a number of years. I said, you couldn't have gotten in there, but you're coaching there, and he's now at Penn State. Uh, by the way, <laughs> by, and, I, and believe me, I juiced Jim Johnson when he was an Oilers uh, assistant coach. The Alberta Golden Bears beat UMD in back-to-back years, uh, in years in which uh, Minnesota Duluth was coming off at of national championships in the fall. So uh, in, in Minnesota Duluth, we had lots of fun with it. Hey, enjoy the ride. It sounds like you're having a heck of a time, JT. No, it's
1: been awesome. Thanks for having me on today.
0: You bet. That is J.T. Brown, and he is part of the Kraken's television broadcast as their analyst. 150 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up orders now with this day in Oilers history when we return. Hi, this is Leon Dreisettle from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Thank you, Leon. Up to 26 goals on the season 153 in Edmonton. Let's go to a text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob regarding cost and going through waivers, didn't that also allow the Oilers to assign him to the American Hockey League? If they had claimed him, would he have not had to have stayed on the NHL roster? Uh Uh-huh. See, we do have smart texters, and that one came from a four-oh three exchange. Nicely done. All right, let's get take care of some business here. Royal Pizza. Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 plus years. They've got 15 Edmonton area locations. Four in Calgary. One in Red Deer. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation. Royal Pizza. Mediterranean chicken. Royal Pizza still making it great. Into the orders now. Prospect report brought to you by Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace.
2: Reface. What you got, Brendan? Uh, Well, we got the AHL report yesterday, so we'll tell Jake Chase on three assists in his first three games as the Saskatoon Blade. Edmonton's fourth rounder in uh, 2021 flip last week at the uh, trade deadline from Brandon to Saskatoon. Matt Petrov though still pacing Oilers prospects and scoring with 54 points in 39 games. That's for the North Bay Battalion, good for seventh overall in the O. Uh, Reed Schaefer three points in five games since returning to Seattle after claiming World Junior gold and uh, Moose Jaw Warriors. Here's D-man. Max Warner has seven goals and 28 points in 35 games this year. He rounds out top five uh, prospects yeah, scoring.
0: you could see Schaefer, Warner and Petrov all in the American Hockey League next year. Oilers are going to have to make a decision on Chase on. He's currently unsigned. Uh, we're going to go to Listian an history for New West Travel. Travel to California again this April to see the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. For more information,
2: reach out to newwesttravel.com. We're going to go back on the state in nineteen ninety. 89. Oilers getting goals from four different players on route to a 4-1 win over the Detroit Red Wings at Skyreach Center. Bob Asenza and Nat, while Rem Murray and Tom Pody each had two-point nights to bring the Oilers' record to 18-19-6. and six. That's the 43-game mark at that point, point. Uh, 18 wins. They ended up making the
0: playoffs that year, lost to Dallas in 89 or 99. That was in four straight games. All right, tonight we'll have the Oilers on the and the Kraken from you. Live from Rogers Place, the face-off show begins at 5-30 with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Jack Michaels. Cam Moon's got the call of tonight's game. Uh, Myself and Brendan. Puck drop is at 7. Jack, Louie, Gene Principe, and uh, John Shannon and myself uh, in the intermissions on the NHL Hockey and Rogers broadcast. Tomorrow, Sportsnet's Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations will join us. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen Nye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Back at you at 535 live from Studio 99 with Reid Wilkins.